Hello and welcome back to Vox Popcast, the weekly pseudo-academic roundtable of pop culture analysis with drinking and swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, but you can call me Mav, and I am once again here with my co-hosts Katya and Hannah and Monica. Hey guys, how's it going? The family's almost all back together. Yeah, what Monica said. <laughs> I had my last class of the quarter today. Huzzah! Yeah. It was one of two people Weird. who watched the movie. So, you know, that'll tell you oh. how everyone else is doing. <laughs> what, is, what was the movie? That's a grad student class. Everybody's supposed to be responsible. <laughs> Uh, it was Man of Marble, which we will refer to as the Polish Citizen Kane. And it was oh. honestly so good. I would recommend. Say, just on the basis of Polish Citizen Kane, I want to watch it. Yeah, it I mean, was so it, a wonderful. Or just older, I mean, or longer, what, or all of the above. Or in Polish? In Polish. The film itself is a very, one of the most famous Polish filmmakers reflecting on his life and what it meant to one have made his career making Soviet propaganda films. But in doing so is through the form of talking about these like labor hero workers and what happens to them when they sort of have their fall from grace and are no longer these, these figures. And so the film itself is about filmmaking. It's about censorship. It's about discovering old news footage and trying to recreate a life via all of the news footage, which is why it draws a lot of comparisons to Citizen Kane, but also to sort of like the caliber of film within Polish history. It's the same filmmaker who did Ashes and Diamonds, which is sort of considered like Polish school children like required reading. So I really enjoyed it from this like epic filmmaking perspective of a movie about movies, but also a movie about de-Stalinization and communism. Um, mm-hmm. which are topics that I enjoy. So, <laughs> yeah, so really topics closely related <laughs> to what we we're talking about tonight. Exactly. <laughs> Some light, you know, light viewing. Light viewing. I mean, technically, we did make the joke in which we were like, so Monica's just going to be using some of our next upcoming episodes to talk through her dissertation topics, and we're going to see where it goes. And I mean, that's what the show is for. Yeah. So I saved it. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit online, but then I was just like, oh, no, I'll say it on on air. You're saying that, but really, there was a good year and a half of the show that was the three of us just doing that. Like, yeah, every, every episode. It was oh just, yeah. I mean, so you're you're just a little behind, and I I I like the connection, the continuity of of having someone who's still dissertating. Like before you finish, we'll have to find another person just to keep that tradition alive because that really was, you know, I mean, there were a lot of you know today's show is going to be what chapter are you working on? Okay, that's what's going to be. Yeah, so. you, know, you can always go back and get that second PhD. I'm, I I mean, I want to. I'm not allowed. Well, I mean. Is my wife listening to this episode? If if my wife is listening to my, this episode, sure, I want to. Um, I mean, if she's not listening, rather. But yeah, I, she's she's been very clear that I'm I, I'm I'm apparently done with school. Um, oh. or, or some or sometimes oh. she'll say, "Well, it's not fair." Because when she was so, I worked full time while she got her PhD, and well, she was already working on it when I met her. But as she finished her PhD, I worked full time. And then when I was getting mine, she worked full time where I was I was working part time. So she's sometimes she says I'm not allowed and then I'm done with school. Other times she says, well, it's my turn because, you know, it would be her turn to go back. But like I, I consider that a challenge because I don't think she she really wants to. <laughs> she didn't enjoy the experience as much as I did. So she does talk about it. I mean, we're nerds. We like school. Like, I don't know. We work at schools. <laughs> it's It's hard. Yeah, I would go back and get another PhD. 
Sure. We need a Patreon. Who's willing to fund my going back to school? <laughs> That'd be great. On that note, yeah. would your second PhD be in trees? In, in Christmas. Yeah. Well, okay. So is it, this is an episode about trees or maybe it's not about trees. I don't know. It's an episode about it's Christmas. Kind of an episode about plastic, really. Yes. In order for it to be an episode about Monica's dissertation, it's an episode about plastic. In order to be an episode about plastic, it also has to be an episode about about trees. trees. Hannah is probably the appropriate person to explain what the fuck we're talking about. Well, I I guess I can say what we're talking about, and Mav can say what he thinks we're talking about, since he seems to disagree. So guess what I did, like, an hour and a half ago, you guys? Did you get a Christmas tree? I did. I did. The reason why I'm so darn cheerful is because I finally did a Christmas thing after not having time. Mm -hmm. Weeks and weeks. Every year, Josh and I go and buy a real Christmas tree from a local charity that sells them, Mm -hmm. and we went and we looked at them and we spun them around looking for a good one and we brought it home and set up in the living room now and the cats are so happy sitting underneath it. What this episode is about is the joy of real Christmas trees and how they're really important both for celebrating times, but also you can keep the magic going and do really cool stuff with them afterward. That's not wasteful. I don't remember your moving date. This is your first. This is your first Christmas in your home that you own, your new house, right? Because yep. weren't there yet. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So I will allow that. There's probably something I would imagine. Well, I would imagine I've done it. There's a specialness to. I have a Christmas tree tree in my very own home. I am a baby boomer now. Is that do you, do you have that kind of feeling a little bit? Um, I mean, honestly, like we've been getting real trees since we moved to Durham. Like they, in yeah, our but first you didn't own the house before. How yeah. many trees have you killed, Hannah? How yeah. many trees <laughs> have you killed? We're already. Uh, they, they, it is they like the people who go to the grocery store who think that it is okay to just overconsume meat because it's already butchered. I am sorry. Very dead. Hey. Apparently, this episode is no, actually an no. intervention. No, it's Hannah not. Is a serial tree killer is what's happening right now. Look, if you, this is not killing trees. This like look. Oh, it is. It's actually, by many, I mean, no, but many experts say that real trees are more sustainable or just as sustainable as plastic trees. And you can do useful stuff with them like composting mm-hmm. after you use them. And I also sometimes keep my tree up to March, which I know is a fire hazard, whatever. But then it's a Mardi Gras tree. Oh, so well, so so Hannah supporting the propaganda of the of big tree the the I tree lobby. Like, yeah, strike oh, one was you told me that you murder trees every year. Strike two was you told me you keep it up till fucking March. <laughs> I didn't think anyone's gonna be why on my you, side here. Why are you great. taking away the one thing I've gotten to enjoy for months, Monica? I'm not Monica. I just want to point out that I haven't said anything yet. I'm enjoying that Monica's doing it. Well, that <laughs> called me a filthy sinner in text that's that is true for the listener context this episode happened because we were talking about what were we going to record this week and mm-hmm. a variety of things came up many of monica's very interesting dissertation things came up but then we about whether or not one should have a fake tree or a real tree and no, I think fake I trees to... are real trees <laughs> well, <laughs> i disagree no. Yes, we'll get into it. Tree, organic tree, or uh, yes. So, who's team fake tree? Me. Me. 
Oh, or so, evenly split team fake yes. tree versus real tree. Ah, yes. I recently got my first real tree as an adult. My, fa- my family are real tree family, and I have purchased my first full size tree as an adult for my apartment. I do not own a house because I'm not cool, apparently. You're and, not a boomer like me and Hannah. I mean, actually, I mean, this is also relevant to why I am pro tree. I am pro real tree because I live in an apartment because. Mm-hmm. Fake trees are poofy and not small. And I have no oh, mine's storage. Not. Mine flattens out real good. I mean, you would still need storage, but yeah, but yeah, there are I different. Don't have that. Yeah, yeah. There, I, 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 I have seen some that, yeah, I've seen some that get real it. small. Yeah, I don't, even if it became the size of a shoebox, I don't got that space. Yeah, and, I, it, there is certainly, yeah, there is certainly some amount of year round storage that you are sacrificing if you wish to keep your fake tree forever and I don't have that so I got a real tree and I'm a compost it because mm-hmm. Oregon compost things aggressively which is good I mean I'm not I I understand the joy of the real tree I will say that here's here are the times where so I've you're gotten admitting real trees. That the um, real tree is more joyful huh no, I, no. I, I understand the joy of many things that I don't that I don't personally <laughs> enjoy I I'm you know I don't eat ice cream you might love ice cream I'm definitely allergic to it therefore ice cream gives me no joy I had a tree I've had a tree as an adult several times for a while before we bought this home, Steph and I lived with my friend Mike. Mike's been on the show, I believe. But we, when when Steph and I first moved into into the house that he he, he and Steph were talking. And they were both like, oh, you know, it'd be great. What if we got a Christmas tree? And I was like, I have a Christmas tree. It's in the basement. And he's like, no, a real Christmas tree like we had when we were kids. And I was like, well, I mostly had fake trees when I was a kid, when I was a kid. And, like, and they're like, and they talked about how much how it makes the house smell, smell nice. And how it's, and I was like, yes, but it's a lot of work. You're constantly sleeping up brittle bristles. It's a fire hazard. And they're like, and they I got outvoted and they decided that we would have a tree and it would be so much better. And it's not that much work. So I got outvoted and then it quickly became evident that I was the one who owned a truck, not a little tiny car, a Prius, or I think Steph was driving like a Honda Civic or something at the time. So they were tiny cars. I and I had to interject a- here that I strapped mm-hmm. a seven foot tree to the top of my Prius. So that's so a pretty reason. Seven, if it were only a seven foot tree and not like a 10 or 11 foot tree, whatever oh, it was Jesus. that we got. Why? Yeah. We, yeah. Cause we, cause <laughs> looking they at mine, wanted- I have 11 foot they, in my house. I think mine might be 10 feet. Yeah. Chop the top off because no, the ceiling is no, not 11 we had feet a tall. huge we had a huge house at that but we had a huge All house right. and we in and well I, I don't say it's a huge house the we had high ceilings at that house it, it wasn't it's not like we lived in a mansion it's just that like there there was plenty of room so we bought yeah, a big huge 10 foot 10 foot tree and I drove to get it because I had the place, the space in my, in, you know, I could, I, it would fit on the top of my car and we drove, or actually I might've even stuck it in the hatchback, not hatchback, that tailgate. I, I had an SUV and then I drove it home and then we put the tree up and then it became my job to take care of the tree because everybody else forgets to water the tree and I didn't want the house to burn down. So I'm like, why is the tree dry? Because they kept forgetting. So I had to water the tree every morning because I was the one who was responsible. And then it still drops bristles all over the place. So it's like a lot of vacuuming and the cats would be like, hey, tree. And they would jump in it and knocks it. It smells like, you know, like a like like wood, a which they like. And more of a shitty so, roommate problem. Um, I love her very much. And she's OK. She's listening to the episode. Katya said that, not me. But anyway, so <laughs> so the next year they, I said, well, we're using the fake tree this year because no one took care of the tree last year except for me. And they're like, no, we'll do it. So we did the entire ordeal again. And once again, I ended up taking care of the tree all by myself. Now, if Steph were on the episode, she'd say, I helped too. And I disagree. 
so then oh, we so used now we have slander. Uh, that's right. So we used the oh. so, so then I started refusing to buy a real tree and, and we just used a fake tree a lot from then on. And then when we moved into this house where we live now, I think we used a, a real tree one time because she really wanted to try it again. And then she helped a little more, but it was it's just they're messy, it's a pain. And I have a perfectly adequate, it's like a eight or nine foot tree that it fits in a box. It's in the stair and it's under my, the stairs to my basement. I slide it in there. I take it out every year. I put it together. It takes me 10 minutes and to snap it together and then, you know, put the, and, and then put lights and stuff around it. You know, you decorate it like a real tree and it's just fine. It's lovely. It's wonderful. It will last forever. And I've killed and I've killed no more trees. I've been using this tree for like, oh, geez, 15 years. I want to address this killing the trees thing, because Mm -hmm. actually, according to the Nature Conservancy, which I donate to to support pine forests in North Carolina specifically, they support real trees. They They say (laughs) that, quote, real trees don't require the intensive carbon emissions that it takes to produce and ship artificial trees. Also, you're supporting forests. When these natural trees are harvested for sale, there are more than 10 times as many left standing. Out of the three, 350 to 500 million growing on tree farms across the U.S., only 30 million trees are harvested for Christmas each year. Buying real trees will help keep tree farms in business and in turn keep their lands covered in the healthy forest oh, habitat that wildlife depends on to survive. That's a big tree. The tree farms in business <laughs> as if I'm supporting Mr. and Mrs. Claus themselves. No. Can, I'm sorry. I think that we need to address the elephant in the room, which oh is God. that the majority of America that goes out and buys a real tree is just not as good a person as you. They are not going to take it to the compost. They are not going to chop it down into little tiny pieces that don't end up in the middle of the road as a traffic hazard. They're going to be assholes about it. Like, That's true. just think about all of those 30 million trees that got chopped down for Christmas. And the fact that like twenty nine million of them are on a curb of those people <laughs> are, are not care about the environment the way that Hannah does and chooses a real tree for that version. No, other I mean, than but also, big trees don't. Why are we yeah, assuming no, big, people who buy artificial trees are also not assholes? I'm yeah, just and saying, are, they're in assholes the, of the same the tree street. every year. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, plastic in their basement. Yeah, yeah I was gonna I say mean, not, maybe some, not everybody who buys an artificial tree actually keeps it. Yeah, okay. Idiot. I, I, I need to jump yeah, in I here. I grant you that. If you have to, the internet. I need you to oh, know sure. that yeah. my mom bought her first artificial tree when I was an infant, and this was mm-hmm. for the listeners the worst artificial tree in my mm-hmm. 31 years of life that I have seen ever to this day. It is worse than a Charlie Brown tree. It has. It is. Seven feet tall, it has only four layers. So it is like a giant triangle on the top, about a foot and a half of visible pole, a layer of tree, (laughs) another foot and a half of visible pole, (laughs) and then another layer of tree. And that's fucking it. Like, it is a stick figure of a tree. (laughs) I like it. It's minimalist. It's minimalist and artistic. I like it. Everything, but not because it's meant to be, because it's shitty, yeah, right? Like, because <laughs> my mom was working a job where she also was from academia, making $30,000 a year. And instead of it being like a scrawny short tree, 
They just forgot to fill in the middle to make it cheaper, right? We had that tree until I was like 28 years old. Like, sometimes people keep their plastic tree year after year. I will say it's a lot easier to do that. But if if we're saying that Hannah is an exemplary tree person, I would argue that I would bet there's a lot of artificial tree people who are also not your mom. So maybe. I mean, I I, 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 I would split the difference. I don't see a lot. So every year, I see, so, I mean, there's probably, I don't know, I'm guessing eight, 10, there's probably 20 houses on my block between the, between this side and the other side of the street, maybe 16. I don't know. There's, but there's, but I'm just looking, just thinking about where I am. There are like three or four houses that get a real tree every year. So you see them out there. I never see a fake tree on the curb. I know which houses have fake trees because I see who has trees every year, which is almost everybody. And like four houses put tree out at the, you know, sometime in January and the others presumably put it in their basement. We don't know. Like, because most people who get a fake Christmas tree aren't doing it to like have the latest, greatest fake Christmas tree. They're doing it. And, I, and I'm not saying they're mostly doing it for the environment. Oh, either. Those people they're exist. Mostly doing I can't it name for, names no, on this episode. I'm, I'm but sure they do. The latest, yeah, greatest I'm, I'm sure tree they, people, they're yes, real. Yes, they are real. But I'm saying most of us are doing it probably out of laziness because it's easier to just buy the fake tree once stored in your basement like I do and then drag it up and stick it in the corner, you know, sometime in November or here it is January, December 8th as we record. And I, I will probably do mine tomorrow because I just haven't had time to drag it up yet. But that's a thing it, that I'll probably do it, this week. It's really hard to get trees in other places. In Oregon, it is not difficult to go to a small mom and pop like organic tree farm. It's not as easy, but it's, it's Yes, Kathy, I live in LA. Like, yeah. it's it's a parking lot. But like for most, but for like most of the country is not LA. So like, yeah, but Pittsburgh and Cleveland, there. I mean, there are lots. There, there are Christmas, but it's a park. Like, so the place that I, if I were to buy an organic, a living tree, like there's a place, not, there's a place not far from me. Oh, I mean, it. I mean, it's probably two miles. Like, so it's like it's not like it would have been maybe it's three i know where it is i mean it would be like two or three miles from my house i would drive there i'd pick one the pickings are not great it's not you know like if i were willing to drive according, outside according to my of, research both pennsylvania and oregon are on the top tree producers in the country so theoretically if i were willing to drive outside if i were willing to drive outside of the city if i were willing to like literally drive to the non-urbanish areas yeah. of pittsburgh then I could go. I mean, but now we're talking now we're saying I'm making an appointment to drive 10 miles from my house, you know, and then yeah. wander around a fresh cut tree place. But the, but see, now you're taking like you're, you're creating a thing where it's an event where I have to devote a good, you know, probably two hours of my life to procuring a tree. Fun. Not nearly as fun as like, you know, just going downstairs to my basement, dragging it up and then cracking open that beer. Can, I yeah, can be I don't, done. I, no, but see, I also I mean, decorate the tree with the beer well, after I get it. Yeah, you can't drive with the beer. All right, no. now I gotta ask, and this is tangential. That. Yeah. Uh, what about the ornaments? Or is that just a whole other episode? Are they handmade ornaments? Are you using the same ornaments every year? Oh, like, mine are the same ornaments. Yeah, my, this year because this is the same. first. This is the first oh, year I've had like so we can tree. we can oh, recycle the ornaments is what we're saying. We can't. We're too good for recycling the plastic. Tree. <laughs> what were you saying, I, Hannah? I said Josh bought me a new ornament this year. Ooh. He found the. 
go with Timberchad, the dragon from Dungeons and Dragons, the really like pudgy one. I haven't Here. seen the yeah. new movie yet. <laughs> he, yeah, there, there's this pudgy dragon. And for those of you who have seen the movie, they say Timberchad has found a new lair. And so now I get to hang Timberchad on the tree each year and he Aww. gets a new lair. I mean, I have my ornaments <laughs> since I was a, like, isn't it technically a fire hazard to put a dragon on a tree? If the dragon were real. So I guess really the dragon can be fake. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Monica? Get me a real dragon. We'll see what we can do. That would be a fire hazard. If you get a real dragon, you can't have a real tree because it's a fire hazard. I mean, I don't think you can get a plastic tree really with the dragon either. I think having the dragon. <laughs> I, think, I think your tree life is hazard. really over at that point, actually. Your actual life may also be over. And I will say that, you know, Real trees are overall, I'm generalizing here, not super dangerous to pets as long as you don't like fertilize the water they're in. But if a mm. pet goes to town on the plastic trees, I mean, that that could be bad. They're not interested. Uh, I mean, like eating the tree. I've had the I've had the cats eat bristles from the real tree. It's not pleasant. <laughs> and, you know, but like the cats don't care about our, the fake tree at all. Yeah, because it doesn't smell delicious right, right like right. you just they, apparently like some sitting under it, but she sits under it and she enjoys it and she's fine it's shady and nice <laughs> she sits apparently there on some the- animals do like to eat the things not us but also psa if you have <laughs> animals maybe don't bring poinsettias into your house where they can oh, get God. to them or lilies if you have cats <laughs> especially <laughs> leave the poinsettias at trader joe's we got pets don't do um, it inquisitive and, children you know, don't do it <laughs> Honestly, on the pet note, I would be more concerned about ornaments than about the tree. The amount of um, times I have seen yeah. a dog and or cat try and eat an ornament is not small. Yeah, there, There's a reason why the branches at the very bottom do not have certain ornaments on them. Or some people yeah. I know use like baby rails. Or mm. What are they called? Baby gates. Baby yeah. gates. Around the tree? Yeah. Well, yeah, to no, like, like inclusive animals. I like out. the idea of it's the train around the tree because then it's like a Mm. A moving that you got to jump over it like that seems like more fun actually yeah i think i would approve of the like baby gates around the tree if instead of baby gates there were like wrought iron fence and that we like tell oh, the children fun. that the tree is a monster and we'll eat them there's a reason why that's no christmas i support <laughs> this sounds like a very icelandic christmas because you know there's the that's christmas it. cat that eats the children you know I'm sorry what i don't know you know there's a christmas know cat that christmas eats the children cat? I don't I was know like, that. I feel like you just said all of Kelsey's favorite things. <laughs> we, we, we've, li- we've literally done an episode about this. If you go back far enough. Oh, See, okay. Well, so like, I don't remember okay, so stuff. Okay, well, there's there, there's a Yule cat, and it's like the kind like the folklorish Icelandic like trolls' pet, and he like will eat people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. Oh, why is Iceland into like? Wait a second. Is Iceland like shaming sustainability? Oh. I believe I believe we talk about the Yule cat. If I'm remembering the episodes right, I, you know, this is not something I had prepared. But if I'm remembering <laughs> the episode correctly, I believe we talk about the Yule cat all the way back on episode 88, which Katya was not there that time. But really? it was. Uh, I don't remember was, this. Uh, I'm just yeah, saying. This was I with, feel like um, guest Daniel Peretti. It's the Yes Internet. There is a Santa Claus episode. Hannah and I and Wayne were on it. I believe we actually talk about the Yule cat on that episode 
I'm just saying. I have, shaming I have people for not wearing new clothes government. seems a little anti-environment, a little anti-environment, which feels very not in line with Iceland's image. <laughs> Iceland, I, you should maybe I, I, fix that shit. This is very funny to me because when I w- went to Iceland and was talking to one of our hosts about Atlantic and American Christmas traditions, he said, well, you just have a Santa Claus invented by Big Coke, basically. I mean, um, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He's not absolutely not wrong, but I find it funny sitting here that an American's like, I'm <laughs> just saying, Iceland you know, Iceland prides itself on its environmental sustainability, and apparently the Christmas tradition is making fun of people who are wearing old clothes, despite the fact that fast fashion is pretty much destroying oh, it's not about fast fashion. the environment. It, yeah. You should definitely go listen to the Yolcat episode. And again, it's really a awesome like, episode. Well, like, yeah. But, you know, also, like, I'm just, speaking of environmental sustainability, you know, fig tree. Back to my dissertation. Just kidding. Goes into the <laughs> landfill. But, mm-hmm. you know, a real tree, like, cities and states in America at least have programs where you can do, like, environmentally friendly things beyond composting, including, like, North Carolina, like, on the coast. They collected trees to use in rebuilding dunes, like, in the coastal communities. And I can put a link beside that and i have to get this in the best thing i've ever discovered is that local like the local like tiger refuge for donated trees so the big kitties can play with them the kitties play with the trees i am i am maintaining that like we the fake tree doesn't have to go into the landfill you can just pass this on to your descendants what if you have a fake tree that you pass on for generations and generations and your great-grandchildren have great grandma hannah's tree Again, we've already established that most people are assholes most people are not <laughs> yes, going to do that but, but hannah's not so she could we could get her on team fake tree and then she could like pass the tree on and start it would be a new like rogers family tradition well, after slandering me I am most amenable to Team Fake Tree, mostly because I have I technically, technically, I technically have a fake tree. It's just not mm-hmm. the primary tree that I decorate. I have little tiny ones that are like those like mm-hmm. vintage bottle brush ones. So I technically have on both artificial tree and real tree teams. They're just they just serve different purposes. I'm a really big fan of seventies kitsch ceramic tree, I will say. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. The, like the oh. little light up ones. I will say when it comes to Christmas decor, I think that like the Studio 56, the little tiny Christmas village, like there's a part of me where I'm like, I don't even know if I need a tree, but I do need a Christmas village, right? Like Uh, I do need the things that I are smaller, that feel like the holidays, that feel easier to carry around, that don't make me have questions about the environment because yeah, I think a lot about like a fake tree could be made out of recycled materials and could be made out of recycled plastics. And by the time you get down to yeah. a fake tree, it's probably made of a shittier recycled plastic that couldn't have been used for any other recyclable things <laughs> other than plastic bottles. And I'm a lot happier with a plastic tree than I am with a plastic bottle. So that seems nice, right? Like, yes. Yeah. It is yeah. Just yeah. Team, like, team no tree. Is that too Scrooge of me? No, I have actually been on team. This is the first year I've had it. I've had a tree as an adult. I've been on team no tree for quite some time, mostly because a expensive. Mm-hmm. Even the artificial mm-hmm. trees, like mm-hmm. getting an artificial, like artificial trees are not. If you get like a uh, okay, other than the one that has a foot and a half of pole between each of them, fully granted, right. grant. But like I looked at, I remember I looked at artificial trees like a couple of years ago, and they're not cheap. No, it's an investment that you. No. you I mean, it, it only makes sense if you're. 
it, yeah, it only makes sense, like literally, like economically, right. financially, if you're going to keep it for I, quite and some And time. environmentally, like we were looking mm. at a bunch of us were going through a couple of like several studies trying to figure out like what was the like, how long did you need to hang on to an artificial tree mm-hmm. for it to be carbon neutral? And it like varies based off of the material, how big the tree is and all that kind of stuff. And but the study somewhere between yeah, five and 20 years. Yeah. But I've seen I found several that said I found a couple that said it's only five, given the amount of like transportation and stuff. like it's it depends on how you want to count it. Like is are we just talking about deforestation but then no you got to talk about shipping the trees you got to talk about the plastics that shipping the plastics the raw materials so it depends on it on some level it's calculating good place points right like and it's impossible to know but by by study most of the studies that we found when we were looking said 10 or 20 years so even like just being generous if you can't keep it for more than five years for whatever Mm -hmm. reason you should probably Mm -hmm. use a real tree like i think honestly if you're gonna have a real tree if you're gonna do a tree at all Mm -hmm. i think for a lot of people who rent a real tree probably makes more sense because like in an apartment yeah because probably house rental people is effectively like i think it depends on how long you rent though because like if you move regularly enough and like there's two things because like if you move regularly enough within the same city as long as you're confident that like the tree is the right size that you can always use that specific one it might make Mm -hmm. sense but like if i had to haul a fake tree from north carolina where i was living to oregon where i'm living now in order to hit that like five to ten year mark you live in chicago briefly in in the middle of that too like you literally Michigan. Like, so it's like uh, Michigan, yeah. Yeah, but it's like the amount of like added carbon stuff of hauling that thing around mm-hmm. is like adding, which to be fair, I'm moving on the other shit too. But like, I mean, it's one of the reasons why, unless I am like, try, like I have something that's irreplaceable, I tend to sell most of my stuff right. when I move that far because, yeah. like, aside from just being super expensive mm-hmm. to move, it doesn't really great for the environment. So it's like, it's better for me to just buy used, like, I bought used furniture yeah. in North Carolina. It's better for me to sell the used furniture in North Carolina and buy used furniture in Portland. But for me, I've lived in this city i've moved i've lived lots of different places but this city i live in pittsburgh and i've lived here for 31 years now i mean i moved here for college and then i just never left and you have a house yeah well but well i wasn't a boomer i've only been a boomer for half again i'm not actually a boomer for people who are confused about that joke i'm a gen xer but like i've been usually when we're talking about it on in our chat room we call it we call you know only me and Hannah, because the rest of you are the rest of you are serfs. But Hannah and I are landed gentry, you know. So, yeah, we're joking about it. So, you know, yes. You well, think? I said that one hundred percent. You have me. <laughs> I feel very fortunate that we were able to buy a house. I can't leave it. And like, yeah. we didn't like. We also didn't buy, even though we lived in North Carolina for seven years. We didn't know before we bought the house. Well, no, we. I guess we lived in North Carolina for like nine and a half. We lived in North Carolina for seven years going to graduate school. That mm-hmm. time, we didn't know how long we'd be staying, where we'd be going afterwards. So, like, we either bought, like, super cheap stuff or well, we didn't, like, cheap out on the mattress. That's the one thing because, you know, you got to sleep. Like, you know, try not to it's buy like, too much. Like, either way, like, buying a real tree or a fake tree, like, either way, it's expensive. Like, even in grad school, yes. like, if I knew I was going to be in the same place, I probably wouldn't have bought either because, like, like a real tree, I spent part of it because, like, I'm like, I bought mine locally from like a reasonably, you know, at least to, to the degree to which you can be an informed and responsible consumer from like a cool place. They had free range chickens. It was delightful. I got to pet a pig. Um, <laughs> it was a nice pig. What, what more could you want, really? No, it was delightful. And everyone there was like super, super friendly. It's like a, it's like a family owned farm that's been there for like generations and it's like very cozy and cute. 
But it cost like, I mean, it cost over a hundred bucks for like, and like granted I bought like a, I'm trying to figure out based off of having 12 foot ceiling. Uh, I think it's 10 feet, maybe it's 11 feet. I don't know. Oh, it's not. Mine my, my was like a five, six footer and it was like $70 with a $5 off coupon. So yeah, I also donated the money to the cost. Question. Can you return a tree if you buy the wrong size tree? No. Not really. Because you can yeah, maybe. return a fake tree, but if you I can't return a live tree and I, I have know. to buy it all wrapped up, like that kind of feels like well, a gamble. You don't, well, well, you don't though. They usually so they usually don't. So I don't know about uh, and again, this is this might be I've an LA asked, thing. Actually. But yeah, I've never tried to because I just know how big my house is. But we didn't like they they're not wrapped up when at least here with the fresh no, cut. No, not here either. Um, they're not wrapped, they're not yeah, wrapped up. They're not. I've never so there are things you can like go around here where you cut your own. Wrapped here. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. We, I would never. And, and you yeah. take the twine off, and then it oh, does that thing. I would never do that. You get a, where it like literally explodes. Yeah. Oh, no, no. How would you know if it had an ugly spot? If you yeah, yeah, we, we, we don't. It, yeah, it's totally. I think, a, this year, I think yeah. what we can all agree on here, and push back if I'm wrong, but I think what we can all agree on here is apparently the way that you buy real trees in Los Angeles fucking weird well you don't right like but, but again la i think it's i think there's a big difference between we live in between the four of us four very different places we live i mean literally the four corners of the contiguous in the united states almost right oh, yeah. like uh, almost yeah like, and i and no, i think I'm not going further south. what you say i was gonna say i'm not going further south though well yeah and i and yeah and i mean there you could go more east of where i am i'm, I'm in pennsylvania so i'm not on the coast but but i'm definitely in the northeast katya is in the northwest and you know and, and then you know southwest and southeast right like i think that they're i think that buying a christmas tree in la is considerably different even that sounds like it like yeah, yeah portland like where you are yeah. uh, I, I would imagine there's lots of fresh cut trees if you want it to you could probably go cut one yourself katya oh yeah when i growing up we did you cut like i yeah. think that's what if you have like if you have the transportation to do it i think that's what yeah. most people that i know Bunyan? like why you <laughs> what do you mean you cut do they give you a saw i need to explain to monica that like in the northwest <laughs> the whole brain <laughs> panel and knowing how to chip wood at a young age is normal yeah. Yeah, that's like a normal thing. But yeah, but even here. Like, no, we had like a family. One of our other winter traditions as a family is we would go what we called colloquially as a child, as I was a child, fog hunting mm -hmm. because we have a wood, we have like wood stoves and fireplaces in our house mm -hmm. because reasons. Yeah. And so we would go like the, I assume this happens in other places. I actually don't know that I'm thinking about it. But basically, you get a permit similar actually and given out by the same people who give you hunting permits to go remove a certain like, you know, amount of like fallen wood. Wood. Yeah. And so like mm -hmm. I know I've like learned as a you know young preteen how to chip like use a chainsaw. So absolutely mm -hmm. yeah. I know how and to cut down here. a tree and I absolutely have done lumberjack duties. Mm -hmm. It is a normal yeah, like, 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 little V on the like, side, then everyone, you go to the other side. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, and like not everyone's <laughs> like that. Like not every like like yeah, it's like I learned how to use a chainsaw by the time I was twelve. But like and so like not everybody's that intense. You also don't use a chainsaw to cut down a Christmas tree. But no, like it's not. that's not unusual in the Northwest. All right. So if you were here it would be if you're here being the side, I guess the the northeast side. I'm a little more urban than that. Most of the places that we go to have Christmas trees are pre-cut, but you get to twirl them around. But if I wanted to go outside the city, I could go to a place where I could cut the tree myself. If you know, Wayne's not here today, but uh, you know Wayne talks about where he grew up, which is an hour from Pittsburgh. 
where Wayne grew up, I'm sure he would say if he were on this episode that there is no going to buy a Christmas tree. He would just go into the, you know, the back 40 of where his dad lived and you'd go, that one looks nice. And you just cut it down like in green. Which is also yes. not uncommon in Oregon. Right. Like, right. And actually, so, our forestry service. So one of the other parts of this is so like in like in places that are heavily wooded, like the Northwest. You actually like there there is tree removal that's necessary in order to keep like wildland safe mm-hmm. because we've all fucked up the ecosystem really badly, mm-hmm. which means a certain amount of tree removal a year. So actually a lot in some areas you can get permits to go cut trees and essentially right. I think they're actually marked. And so what you're actually doing is you're getting your Christmas tree, but you're also doing like essential forest yes. that prevents mm-hmm. like that prevents like the wildfires and the things that are really bad because like we do controlled mm-hmm. burns and stuff up here. Because again, mm-hmm. like you're- you're paying them to do free labor out in the cold? Like, I'm just making sure that I'm understanding what sounds like a miserable experience that you're trying to read a holiday fund. It's not miserable! It's fun! I will grant, there is, and there are multiple levels. It's not the, so when you're going, when you're going and cutting your own tree. Like, I think a permit for a a tree is like 20 bucks. At least it was when I was a kid. I have no idea what it is now. But, like, if you're willing Mm -hmm. to do the work and you have, and you, like, have the skills to go do that. I think that that's where I'm like, frankly, no! I don't want to chop down my own tree. That sounds oh, like a nightmare. I thought it was great fun. It was just like you get to pretend to be a lumberjack as a kid. I enjoyed it. But yeah, but and I, we'd get maybe I just like have... the weird lumberjack breakfast place, and all the lumberjacks would be like, "You got a tree," and it's like, "Yeah, I cut down a tree." And all the old like men that are just like, "This kid cut down a tree today," and they're all really proud of you. And I think it's a delightful holiday <laughs> thing. I don't know. Wait, well, <laughs> maybe I just have Christmas cheesy movie brain. I just am imagining a movie where someone from like Northwest meets someone from like, say, LA, person from LA goes home with them and is just horrified at having to chop wood and like go to it. I'm sure that movie does exist. It's basically the plot of the holiday. Right, right. Yeah. The, yes. Mon- so this is literally the story where Monica is the big city gal and Katya is the rugged outdoorsman. And <laughs> like, oh, I'm the benchmark for rugged outdoorsman. Oh God, are we in trouble in the apocalypse? What an adorable lesbian holiday drama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, I there are some wonderful sapphic thirst traps of women chopping down Christmas trees this oh, time totally, of year. Yeah. So highly recommend that side of TikTok. I am re-interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's three against one. No, well, I, no, I, mean, I was, I was, I'm acknowledging that I'm not if actually I were going anti. To be, I'm yeah. also not actually anti fake tree. Like, it's not my preference. Especially hearing about the like shitty tree buying experience right. in Los Angeles. If that yeah, was the yeah, only I, tree that I had available to me, I'd be like, "Fuck this noise." Yeah, I, I yeah, think I think we can all agree a, that buying a tree that you can't see is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I, would, I, think, I, I think, think we can all agree that. Not do that. I think that we can all agree that this episode is semi a joke in that we all respect each other's tree preferences. Just if no, I I thought this was a fight to the death. Well, well, yes, but that's what I understood. We we have had some playful arguments on air before where people thought we were serious in real life. So, God, why would anyone ever think that we're serious? 
Like, I, I kind of been serious on this show. No, I no, I don't. I'm not even really anti real tree. I'm anti me having to take care of the real tree. That's what that's what and, it really comes down to. It's like and and like half the reason I have a real tree is I am anti having to effectively take care of an artificial tree because like I don't have a place to put it. Mm-hmm. And that's the question. Like, like if you're in a small woods. space and if you're in a small space, like uh, there's just not like there's like like even if I wanted to, it would not be straightforward to store it. It's one of the reasons I don't like honestly up until this year like I'm with Monica I've been team no tree I have very few Christmas decorations other than what like was handmade or recyclable because it's just like hauling it around and storing it was just not something that like made sense my parents still have a lot of my Christmas decorations I I don't know if I'll ever get them We'll see. You're like holding them hostage? Um, no, just like I didn't have room for them. And they just were like in the attic. And it was, and for several years, like during the pandemic, um, which I guess is still ongoing, but like during like when we weren't traveling because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. we couldn't go get them. And so like, you know, I mean, my parents still have a lot of my childhood stuff in my bedroom that I guess one day I should You made it sound through. like they were reluctant to give them back. Oh, so no, 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 no. They, they just, just decided like, hey, you have nice Christmas decorations. We're keeping them forever now folks are hanging on not because they are obsessed with them in fact i'm pretty sure his father is like please come get them but josh's folks are <laughs> hanging on to josh's like dickens village which i think is delightful but i we're gonna have to figure wait, wait, wait. out he has a, a dickens to, village did, yeah, did yeah, you we, we wait, need to wait, go back did you buy this for him or did you or is this like a thing no. where you found the one boy who had dickens village and you're like that's a keeper because that seems more you know <laughs> like, like he independently has this not knowing you no, no, like, this is like a thing that he collected film. yeah this is yeah so, so the, i found out this was like a thing he collected during his childhood with his family and he has i've seen it in the attic when he showed me like nine years ago house his parents no longer live at and it all looks delightful but we yeah. have cats who are jerks and so we're gonna have to if we ever actually go get it but see, this um, is and where the fence back. that you convince the cats that if they go beyond the fence that the, the dickens village will murder them comes in yeah. So we're just gonna figure, like, like the cera- like I was Monica was talking about the ceramic tree, which my grandmother had, mm. and I found delightful. I could just see in my mind's eye Siegfried, like my, my cat who is a jerk, sitting there going tap smash. Till it broke, yeah. So he's ceramic tree. Work. In my mind's eye, I am picturing like a smooth ceramic cone that's like five feet tall. Is this accurate? Oh, uh, it is no. not five feet tall. They do come in different sizes, right. and they come in I believe either a green a white or a pink ceramic version and then they light up with little I don't know the essentially like little light bright like mm-hmm. lights Aww. that come off of the top that, like, um, I think my mom's is like maybe a foot if that Aww. that's what I thought exactly they, they come in various yeah. sizes somewhere in between like probably the largest one you could get would be somewhere around two feet tall Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm just like imagining this really big. I don't know. I, it, it, I was imagining something that like this can't be right, and it was not. Yeah. So thank you. My mom does maybe um, a foot, possibly only like eight inches. It's uh, small. Okay. So would just, that be like a, a replacement for like like would you use that in place of like the tree you put gifts under, or is that just like a nice tree for it to have? So so my mom's is actually my grandmother's. 
and it depended on and and it was so my grandmother had it and it was depending on her level of health right like when i was a kid my grand my grandparents always had a tree sometimes a real one sometimes the fake one but as she got older and her you know her grandchildren were adults right and she had great grandchildren there and even before my grandfather died there was a lot well we don't need that big a tree it's two two old people so they'd have like a little four foot tree or something. And then sometimes when, you know, if when she was in poor health or my grandfather was in poor health, they would just put like one of the very obviously fake trees, like the ceramic tree sure. she would put on. a She would put on a table and then and then there'd be presents beneath it and decorations. But then you're not burdened with the with the trying to deal with a tree when you're. 80 you know with a broken hip you know like there's yeah. you know so so a little it's literally the same story about my grandmother that's mm-hmm. literally what it is See, for me i like the idea though of artificial trees that are not pretending to be real trees yeah because yeah. i think this like the not, artificial not, trees like when i was looking at artificial trees the ones i was looking at was like the reproduction vintage ones of the ones that basically are probably made of asbestos and metal shavings but like the <laughs> silver ones that look or like they're like pink or like teal that just like look really weird and funky Stephanie wants one of those. I haven't. So ours looks, it certainly does not look like, like a real tree there. No one was, no one would see my artificial Christmas tree and think, Oh my God, that's a real tree that just happens to have a metal trunk in the middle of it. No, like you, you know, mine's fake, but it's trying to have as much of a Christmas tree aesthetic. And you know, it's like, it's like, it's like a tree, a normal tree color as opposed to like neon green. Mine is, but stuff keeps wanting us to get one of the ones that is either shiny pink or shiny white and has the embedded LEDs and stuff. She's pulled for us to get a new one that does like tricks and stuff, but I haven't done that. Because I like, I enjoy that those like announce that they're not real trees. Like I don't, there's nothing about yeah, that I just, I'd appreciate. Colors and they just look like they're radioactive. I was like, you know what I can't get behind though is what I feel like is the new trend of like the minimalist modern ceramic tree because they all Mm. just kind of look a little bit like green butt plugs i'm sorry (laughs) like (laughs) i mean i feel like the older i get the the more i i think minimalism is just weird so what do you you mean by minimalism yeah because i'm might be on hand side here I don't know what side I'm on. I don't know what she means by minimalism. Oh, I'm wondering I, the way you asked it. I have I a. I think it's really like, 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 not necessarily a minimalist aesthetic as such. Like, if you enjoy minimalism as an aesthetic, like that's great. I think there's like this weird. There was this brief period. This may be still ongoing. I think it is where there was like this weird moral superiority assumed by people who were minimalists, and like that somehow if you had like a non-minimalist home or something, that somehow you were bad, and that minimalism was conflated with like environmental friendliness, which like. There's a certain logic to that in the sense of like not owning tons of shit, but like minimalist aesthetic and minimalism as like an environmental thing are not necessarily the same. And sometimes I've noticed mm. that people seem to think that they are. Oh, I still mm. think that's ongoing, but I, I do think that there is a saner, shall we say, man- minimalism oh, where sure. it's not about like, say, well, I, and I, I don't think that anyone on this podcast disagrees with this, but I do want to just note it because God knows I love my footnotes and I can't do them very often anymore in real life. So womp, here we are, womp. 9 p.m. <laughs> on a Friday talking about this. But I, I do think that like some people who are like who are in my life who claim to be minimalists talk about like it's not about like not buying stuff, it's about limiting what you buy and thinking about like things long term and trying to like 
not impulse purchase. Like that I don't makes know, sense like, to me. Yeah, which I don't think is like, necessarily like, limited mind, to mindful, Yeah, that means yeah. like mindful consumption. Like that makes sense to me. Like that that feels like mm-hmm. what one should do, just generally. And I feel like that's actually kind of what we're talking about. And like, if you're gonna buy a tree, if you're gonna buy a fake tree, you need to keep it. And if you're gonna buy yeah. a real tree, you need to dispose of it responsibly. Yeah, I mean, when I thought you were talking about minimalism, I thought you were talking about the aesthetic. So for this isn't about the tree because I, I don't, I, mean, I don't personally, want, like, I don't personally enjoy the aesthetic. But like that, if other hmm. people do, that's perfectly fine. I had a so, pink so velvet couch. I'm obviously not minimalist, stylishly. Right, right, and I, and you know, I, and I don't think I mean. I might pretend to be morally superior, but I hope the way that I do it makes it very clear that I'm joking at all points. Never, I will certainly... never take you seriously. I will right, never take right. you seriously again, Matt. But uh, but never I will take say you seriously. Um, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stephanie has talked about getting a very obviously fake tree. I like my simple green tree, but I also like I don't like colored Christmas lights. If it's up to me, and, really, and we've traded, we have colored lights. We've had colored lights that Stephanie uses sometimes. But like, if it's up to me, I like a nice, simple white light. And and sometimes there have been a couple of years where I've done this thing where where one year we had all white lights and all red Christmas ornaments, which means that you don't necessarily get to like sometimes because I was just being artsy. But usually we have a bunch of ornaments, and sometimes we'll do like a design and we'll do something artsy. And sometimes it'll just be like, oh, we haven't used these ornaments in a while, and so we just have the chaos of Christmas ornaments, like. Like most people have. Yeah. Um, Matt, that it, is exactly it, it, it how varies. I grew up was like my mom's Christmas tree looked like a tree that you saw in a department store every year in that like every ornament is coordinated and has a theme. Oh. And, and so oh, I didn't actually understand that people gave each other ornaments as gifts or that people had yeah, yeah. trees where the ornaments like did not coordinate until frankly mm-hmm. maybe fascinating maybe after college yeah. when i saw people's trees for the first time because to me i had only ever seen the tree that you see in the store which is completely yeah. coordinated and then the tree at my mom's house which is completely coordinated right so it was a, an incredibly foreign concept to me to understand never- that there is a gift economy of ornament exchange Wait, so have you never done an ornament making party? Because I've done, because I have, because I haven't no. had one in a while because there was COVID, but maybe, wow. but like, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, so wait, am I the only one who's ever done the, because that's no, the crafty side. Like, have. You do the big and actually, okay, like, yeah. the ones that kid. I didn't own, because this is my first tree this year, and I don't own a lot of ornaments, like, I just basically, like, it was by myself because I don't like humans, mm. but I spent an entire, like, day just, like, making Christmas ornaments, and, like, so pretty much oh. most of the ornaments on my tree are, like, I made this year. Oh, wow, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we did them recycled. as, um, we did them as, like, as parties, like, I mean, like, yeah. well into adulthood, like, like, I mean, we haven't done one recently because there was a pandemic, but, you know, but before... I probably haven't oh, done that since college, but I absolutely have. Oh, I haven't yeah, done since um, I was in high school, done, maybe? Oh, no, I've done it, I've, I mean, I've done it Again, I've done it while I was in a PhD program, either at my house or at Mike, the person who I said that Stephanie and I used to live at. He, he doesn't live in that house anymore, but in his current house, he and his wife have, have had it where, you know, what you do is you buy, you, you go to Target and you buy 40 cheap Christmas ornaments, like just like the, in very plain, you know, you just buy the, you know, the golden globe or silver globe blank ornaments. And then you buy like a bunch of glue and sprinkles and, you know, glitter and little gemstones and you know you invite a bunch of friends over and you have some glog and you and you 
and decorate some Christmas ornaments. It's a, it's like a whole That's big thing. Delightful. It, and I'm disappointed mm-hmm. we didn't think about doing it while we were at Duke, Katya. I mean, I guess we were kind of gone by then, but enough pumpkin yeah. carving parties, I feel I like this also, would have been up our alley. Yeah, I think also part of the reason I haven't done the like Christmas making ornaments as an adult that much is like, I just assume, well, I think part of it is because like, like I said, like I haven't really had a tree as an adult. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is also like my parents have so many ornaments because like, they have ones that like we made as a family. They have ones that friends have made. Like they're like we have so many ornaments. We have more ornaments. You could probably fill like five trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and the so problem. Also for us. And mm-hmm. so that's the thing so is like, it's like I don't. So like I borrow. Wait, like, so I the can, trees aren't the problem. We're drowning in ornaments. The ornaments oh, yeah, are yeah. the problem. <laughs> See, as yes. somebody whose family never bought ornaments, we just had the same ornaments again on our well, stick figure Christmas tree for thirty years. The idea really that we could have more than one or like why? What like, they we just live really, in the box? We didn't yes. really buy them either. It was just like, like it's not like my parents just accumulate a bunch of them. It's just like they're mostly sentimental. Like a lot of them mm-hmm. were gifts from like family members. We have the Oregon Coast makes like commemorative ones for Oregon. We have all of them and they mm-hmm. were gifts from like my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Like, which, my favorite like, aunt and uncle. Yeah. Gave us ornaments every year when we were kids. Yeah. That's like, and like my parents you know. have one that's like the, the first house they ever lived in. Like, it's like, I think that's the other thing. It's like the ornament. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like interesting because it's like, I, I feel like the ornaments my parents have, they're not just like random stuff. Like 90% of them were in some way either like stuff that we made or stuff that like somebody gifted to us and like has some kind of like sentimental significance. So even if they're not on the tree every year, like they're not just random stuff. Or at least I would like yeah. call them random stuff anyway. I wouldn't call my ornaments random stuff. But you, I, what I think my family and then later me and Josh think our ornaments, like we bought some, but like some of them, a lot of them were gifted to us or like have been alive as long as I have. Like they represent who we are as people and our interests. Like my father has a lot of like antique, I guess at this point, train ornaments. Um, we don't mm-hmm. have the train that goes around the Christmas tree, but we have train ornaments because he, he loves trains. and. Father and I both love the Muppets, and we have a bunch of Muppet ornaments from, like, at least the 80s. They're super old. My sister and I had a dispute in the years that I eventually won by trading some other cinnamon childhood item about who owned the Winnie the Pooh ornament. I'm just saying, it was there before she was, so it was clearly mine. <laughs> I, uh, as I have stated multiple times on this podcast, Star Wars is Christmas to me, so we have a few Star Wars ornaments. Mm. Josh and I have gotten ornaments from Italy and Iceland and other places where we've gone together when traveling that to like, like mark those things. Yeah, mm. it, I mean, I'm not good at that, so we have ornaments about like pop culture things or our interests. Like My sister and I played violin for many years, so people gifted us violin ornaments. And yeah, so like it's like our tree. I didn't realize people did like department store trees until I I went to Josh's folks house. And like the tree (laughs) was like white lights and like coordinated ornaments. And actually, I will say when we first started living together, I said, let's get a Christmas tree. He said, yeah, that's great. I was like, we're going to get a real tree, right? And he's, he was like, oh, I thought we were going to get a fake tree. And obviously I won because you heard the rest of this episode. And then it came to what kind of lights should we get? And he was like, we should get the white lights. I was like, what are you talking about? We should get the colored lights. They're very pretty. Oh, yeah, Somehow. I have on team white lights. My family is a rainbow light family, but I am, I like, I this year I bought like the soft white, warm white, like. Oh, so pretty. Yeah. Lights. Yeah. See. And it makes me very happy, especially because I, I live feel- in like a, like apartment that was a house built 
built in like 1910. There's something about like those lights that for some reason feel more appropriate. White lights feel sophisticated to me in a way that I can. And I have nothing again, nothing against people who have rainbow lights. And in fact, you know, like so the only Christmas decoration I've put up so far is I've got a I have earlier this year, I built a sign from my front porch that is, you know, the address, my last name and the address of the house. And it's and it it's hand carved slash 3D printed a little of both and and you know varnish and stuff but it's backed with with leds and it's connected to my smart home so i switched from the normal red and blue to red and green decorations for christmas because i can do that you know in software but like so i don't mind colored lights but also for the tree to me it just feels it feels very grown up to have white lights and i can't explain that why because i have no reason to think it does because you know all the grown-ups growing up had colored lights so i don't know why i why i like the white light thing but i but i do like the white lights i think i think it's just in response to that i will simply say no one has ever used the words grown up or sophisticated to describe me and (laughs) (laughs) i think i think that like we can all agree that i just just seem like a rainbow lights kind of person. I'm not going to disagree with that statement. No. Um, and I don't think that anyone, I don't think anyone is insulting when they agree with that statement. <laughs> or I Ethan, I just be a rainbow lights kind of person. I think it's great. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Does the um, does the, does the preference for rainbow lights and white lights, Mav, extend to like if you were if you were to put lights on your at the outside of your house? If I were the kind of person that had if i were the person the kind of person that had the motivation to hang lights on the outside of my house i would probably do colors interesting interesting i, I don't think it's a, it's not a, it's not an aesthetic thing that keeps like i actually do like driving around the neighborhood and seeing like all the people who have done like lots of extravagant stuff with lighting their houses and stuff it's really fun i am far too lazy to do that <laughs> that fair. is that just I, seems too much work fair one of the reasons i have a tree this year is because i am currently dating a person that has multiple Christmas trees in a two-bedroom apartment (laughs) and an entire closet filled with decorations. Granted, not just Christmas, also goes hard for Halloween and also just general fall stuff, Mm -hmm. but... I don't know that I will ever be as motivated to decorate at that level, but you know, it's been a learning curve. It's been an experience. (laughs) Someone I know has four Christmas trees and they all have a different theme. Guys, these are red flags to me. Real trees or (laughs) artificial trees? I was going to say the same thing, Monica. Why are they red flags? Why is there red flags to to decorate? Um, But I will also note that I can't even decorate with lights outside my house as far as I know, because I don't have an outside light out like outlet. So like, I don't have the option. Oh, there are ways I have learned yeah. in the last yeah, couple can. weeks. <laughs> May um, I ask, what are the ways? <laughs> I really understand them, and I'm not sure that they are entirely up to code, so I'm not going to describe them on air. Yeah, I won't. You yeah. are yeah. on a really kind. long extension cord, and you crack your window open. Yeah. Uh, in, this, in this situation, <laughs> it's not that bad, but it's weird. Yeah. Anyway. You haven't, gotten, you haven't into running your own electrical yet, huh? I, I rent, man. No. Uh oh, for Hannah. But also, yeah, yeah, no, because I don't want to die. Oh, yeah, you'll get there. <laughs> you own a house. Electrical part is the one you to die part because you own a house. <laughs> oh, I meant the electrical, but little of column A, little of column B. Uh, there's a, I don't know, there's a, 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 owning a house is, I do think it has changed my outlook on this, on, on the whole decorating thing a bit because. Parts of it become there's a line between like I think part of the decorating is sort of it's an, it's an expression thing. 
it's a personal expression of here are my aesthetics. This is I'm doing a thing that is saying, hey, world, this is my Christmas, right? Or Easter or New Year's or whatever you decorate for Halloween. But like once you own the house, it like that's not an event thing anymore. <laughs> it's just like like you know and you this is the, you guys have seen this because I, I think you know as landed gentry hannah and i can be obnoxious about it there's a lot of hey okay here's this thing that i'm doing new drywall hey here's this thing that i'm doing i hung a shelf here like they're like it's just home improvements become a year-round kind of thing and it's not clear what the difference is between just sort of doing a home improvement and hanging a temporary light you know so like i I don't know like i don't feel the need to i don't feel the need to hang lights on the outside of my house um instead i will install a new doorbell or a floodlight or something like i did that this 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 summer i i installed new floodlights because my old were crap you know what i'm doing in the morning i'm waking up i'm going outside and i'm helping josh till around outside and buying some peat moss and fixing finishing (laughs) our flower beds so we can plant tulips and daffodils in the spring, the spring yeah. because yeah. I'm running out of time to do that and have them actually like look good. But like North I Carolina mean... takes a while to get colder, so it's fine. These are the things where I appreciate renting, even though financially it's not always the most advantageous thing long term. Uh, well, well, honestly, it's not always a good. I, I, I mean, it's I interesting because I actually read. A, it is interesting. I read a lot of articles before we bought those. Like, is this a good financial decision to buy? And some people were like, mm, maybe not. So. You know, but I really want to so Being alive is expensive. Yeah, yeah. I, say, like, I, I there are no good decisions anymore. It's not. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, no, no, we made it back to my dissertation topic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the why are people why are people decorating a red flag? Two people said this. Oh. People decorating a red flag. Eight Christmas trees is a red flag. That's excessive. Yeah. Um, it is a lot. No, it is a lot. No one I know has eight. I just I made up number. And this is where we where we get into my rant about overconsumption. I spend so much time thinking about plastic and the fact that our world is overrun with plastic and what the potential solutions might be. And I hate to be like, we already fucked it up, but we already fucked it up. There is no solution beyond like now we have to continue to live with all of these things that we created without understanding that like, because originally when we invented it all, we were like, wow, it's it's not going to be a problem for us to use this as medical equipment and put it in your body because it doesn't degrade. That's amazing. And then somebody was like, really oh, it, like doesn't oh no, it doesn't degrade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So now nothing degrades. So now when you tell me that you have four fucking trees, I am like, <laughs> you needed one. You needed one trees tree. De- but are they you- trees that degrade or trees that don't degrade? You are not FAO Schwartz. You need one. Like, <laughs> it just, it, like, when our world is already full of so many, I learned this week that there are so many pieces. It is like 800 metric tons of trash in space. We have had a piece mm-hmm. of space trash, which, by the way, space trash exists because not just from space exploration, but like all of our dystopian solutions that are like, oh, we've run out of room for trash in the U.S. Let's just shoot it into fucking space. You know what happens? Now a piece of space trash comes hurtling down (laughs) (laughs) to the Earth every single day on average one piece of space trash for the past 50 years. Now, Mav, can we just talk about how has no one been hit by a piece of space trash by this point in time? I'm sure someone has. There are no documented instances. Presumably it would burn up 
in the yes. atmosphere, which is also it really doesn't great, completely but... burn up in the right. atmosphere. The it's, idea yeah. that like eventually we are going to hit this point of no return where now it's not just pieces of space trash hurtling down every single day, but it's going to be pieces no. of space trash that hit people every single day. Like, and Elon will have us living on Mars by then. That's that is our don't plan. Even get started no, on but, that. Don't no, don't get started. Our, but that is our current plan, which is the thing. I mean, will it happen? No, no. of course not. But that, is, but that is the plan. We'll just move to Mars. Uh, Do it again. Not not that, you know, I disagree with Monica because she's right. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess this gets to a bigger thing that everyone talks about every year, which is like holidays, particularly Christmas. I was gonna say, as been Christmas itself is more of a problem than trees. Of, oh yeah, overconsumption. Like, I mean, the whole point of Christmas is supposed to be about being people and caring, and you know, I mean, heck, even Dickens, who was super a capitalist, consumptive kind of guy in some ways, was like, you know what, you should do, you should buy the prize turkey and feed people in need, and make sure that kids get health care. That's not what we do in, at Christmas. We have lots and lots of gifts. I mean, not we necessarily, but you—you you heard it here. Hannah Rogers says, "Hashtag Scrooge was right." That's- <laughs> I mean, by the end, yeah, by the end of the story, the whole point of that novel is bullying Scrooge into doing the right thing. Positive peer pressure. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think it's like, holi- like yes, overconsumption, and it's like holidays are weird, man. Like I don't really understand gift giving thing, especially because like. The amount of gift giving is so weird. Like, it seems like it stresses people out. Like, I don't like it seems like it stresses people out more than it allows them to enjoy, enjoy the holiday. I mean, and I love I love Christmas. I love shopping. I love Christmas. And we, we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago when, when Steph was on. Like, mm-hmm. she hates it. Whereas I, I very much enjoy the entire Christmas Eve thing. Well, my, my dad <laughs> like, getting and part gifts. of the problem like, as Monica was saying. My my dad hates getting physical objects that like stay his like house and like collect dust. So now Mm -hmm. he just gets a fancy bag of coffee that he really likes, but would never buy for himself. And like he gets to use it, and it's a treat. Honestly, my that's my approach to gift giving generally because it's like I'm gonna buy things unless like a either I know you need them and I buy you like a a nicer version than someone would buy for themselves, or like like basically I only buy people stuff that I am like I know will get used, or I Mm -hmm. buy them like chocolate or coffee or something that will be consumed like because there's just like there's no especially as somebody who's in an apartment like there's no room for that much stuff mm-hmm. nope eventually you i mean also like at this point in life it's because i bought a house that was built in the 1950s i'm not rich um it's like also but what if someone just gave me a gift card to lowe's so i can fix something <laughs> yeah which to me like falls into the category of like getting people things that they need yeah. because it's like that's appreciated so it's like if you're gonna give gifts like to me that makes the most sense or it's like yeah but like there's there's like several groups that i'm part of that like there's this pressure to like be part of these like white elephant things and like these ex- like gift exchanges for mm-hmm. random people at like work or other things mm-hmm. and then like those are hard because you don't because like white elephant especially you don't know who you're just buying a thing just to buy a thing at that yeah, point yeah and that's I the like, kind of stuff mm-hmm. that i kind of wish went away because it's like this just feels like a good way to like spend money and have it end up in a landfill well um, so like i can do like it I think it's that, like snacks or something also the I, office like, shows I, believe, Hannah, I probably brought your first i bought your first housewarming present right like that would i would assume it was for you me because i you. literally brought well because i well but i the reason i know the reason i was pretty sure it was the first one is because i bought them a housewarming present 
literally the day they bought the house. She like texted us all. Oh, we closed on the house. I was very happy. And then I ordered the thing like a, like an hour later. I was like, oh, I know it. They would. But again, it was literally so. I mean, I can say what it is right on, on air. I bought them a oh, yeah. welcome mat, a goofy welcome mat that I know them well enough that I thought that they would think it was funny and cool. And also they had a house now, so they needed a welcome mat. So it was like completely it was a functional present that I know I knew was dorky and silly in a way that like they would appreciate. And actually, Steph and I have Steph and I have the same welcome mat. We have we well, we have three mats because we have different we have we have one outside and one inside and we have one on a different door. So like we have but like but like we use the mat that you guys have is our indoor mat. So it was literally like, I think they would love this. and so. I like that aspect of Christmas. I really enjoy. I mean, I'm not going to say what I'm getting anybody on the air because people might listen to the show, but I enjoy the, you know, going out and shopping for people and knowing full well that no one else and not expecting anybody to spend the amount of effort that I spend on Christmas on me. So and I, I enjoy that aspect of it. I think it's like when it's like the pressure to just buy gifts for the sake of buying gifts and not like as a I'm going to be thoughtful about it is that's the, the part that bothers me. I mean, also, there's the whole cabbage cat patch kid riot thing that I didn't realize was a thing. But like people also that's just also like it. Weird. We, but people like, but like in general, like I, I knew in general before that just fascinating best story time ever on this podcast. <laughs> but I, I mean, we've all like been in a world in which people get violent or mean or scary over products or like constantly Furbies. like doing things like up- yes are people are people were fighting phones. over furbies the most <laughs> unhinged of toys i say this as a child that owned one do you, you want to know yeah. I, I think i might have the most unhinged furby of the early 2000s late 1990s i don't remember when furbies were mm-hmm. not only did i have a furby had a gizmo from Gremlins Furby. Okay, that's actually kind of fun, though. It, it is, but it was also, like, the weirdest crossover ever. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. No, those toys were upsetting. Did you guys see oh. the newer ones? Like, from, like, the... I, I, I guess the last one I saw Furbies? was... Why are there yes, so many and Furbies? And their eyes are red and glowy no, and scary. I'll show you. No, yes. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to have, have not listened, the rest of my life. Go back and, so just as a programming net, go back and listen. We talked about this a little bit on episode 294, like a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> talk about more Furbies <laughs> and Cabbage Patch Kids and the Cabbage Patch Riots. Anyway, we've resolved nothing, right? <laughs> We're getting to- I think we resolved that actually we can indeed talk about Christmas trees more or less with some divergence. For an hour. Is this show? For an hour, yeah, because we were like, can we, like, how long could this go on? <laughs> well, we had, yeah, we had we things did. to say. And I, I don't know. I, I What's weird about our show is, Hannah, you alluded to this. We argue a lot, but it's for us, it's always good natured argument. I don't really care what kind of tree anybody has. I, when we said we were going to do this, I'm like, I'm adopting team team fake tree but mostly just because i say i'm lazy because i'm too lazy to like deal with a real tree on the other hand i will spend you know the next 17 days you know meticulously christmas shopping for people you know to make sure everyone in my family gets the perfect gift because that's just what we do right so i don't know it's uh, i like christmas christmas is fun I mean, resolve, the plastic is, is bad and Monica is going to give us the solution to all plastic ever because of her dissertation. <laughs> huh? 
No pressure, Monica. No pressure. I actually don't <laughs> receive a degree unless I solve the plastic problem. That was in my contract, so I'll just be in school forever. Okay, so Monica's going to save us all, and then she's probably going to tell us to, to not have trees. Or very tiny trees, maybe. Don't buy a pair of fucking Crocs. That's actually... That was what I wanted this episode to be about. Please, oh, oh, the comments, the croc, tell me that you want a Crocs episode. episode. I want a Crocs episode. I want to know. If I could discourage you from buying any Christmas present this season for your loved ones, please don't buy them Crocs. I mean, I think we can all agree. If you are able, it could be good if you buy your real tree to look in your area and see how you can dispose of it responsibly or use it for composting in your own home. Mm. Can you know? It's fun. If I were to, if I were to do tree, artificial tree, keep it forever. If I were to do trees, if I were to go to back to doing my tree, I would probably cut it up and you know because I have a fireplace and uh, an outdoor fireplace and I've got the wood burning smoker and everything. So like I like I probably could actually use it if I really wanted to. Also, you can donate it maybe to animals and let them play with it. Giant and kids who doesn't love that? Trees. And they're not the only animals who play with trees. Just you know, Google animals Christmas trees, see what pops up. <laughs> I mean, it's cute. Who doesn't like cute? This is how I end up with all the animals. I think. <laughs> so anyway so monica where can people find you <laughs> we're gonna oh, start go. the episode exactly how we're gonna end the episode exactly how we started it which is don't talk to me i should be writing something for the next week and a half i'm in finals i hope we inspired uh, you somehow this is a, you got this is you got you're nearing the end you've only got no you're on quarters i was gonna say you only have one more semester left but how many quarters do you have is it just two more two, one more two more quarters left of coursework and then two years of the rest of your life the rest of my life yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you're getting you're getting close anyway katya what about you no <laughs> i don't do things you can find me here sometimes once a year <laughs> You've been you've been back more frequently lately. Okay, fine. But, you, know. you can find me here like four times a year. <laughs> awesome. Sometimes. Occasionally. Yeah, Actually, yeah. Secretly I'm on every episode. Yeah. I'm just lurking in the background it's completely silent. It's <laughs> not a creepy image at all. Some <laughs> <laughs> Hannah records and I'm not officially on it. She's totally gonna be looking for me. That'd be, that'd be great if we, we that would be awesome I, if like one episode we actually just did that where like where, you know, just don't talk for like the first 45 minutes and then just like start speaking. <laughs> just like, oh, she was here all along. <laughs> I'm always here. <laughs> uh, I guess you, can, you should ask Katya where to find me if you want to find me. But- you know, you know, I'm going to do my usual stick of, you know, tis the season for giving. So give to your local food bank or conservation you know, place or local abortion network, you know. And as always, you, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, all the places, always at Chris Maverick. You can follow the show. Most of those places, you know, well, shows on and Facebook and Blue Sky at Vox Popcast. You can follow the show's blog at www.voxpopcast.com where we talk about whatever we're talking about next week. And you can leave us comments on this or any other show. You can suggest topics or say anything else. Sometimes we pick guests from the blogs. Also, it's just kind of fun to hear from people. If you enjoy the show, and we certainly hope you do, then please subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or Pandora 
wherever the hell you get podcasts from and do us a favor. Leave us a five star review. If you leave us a five star review, especially on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, that gooses the algorithm, makes us more popular and really helps us out. Plus, you know, it's Christmas. That'd be a nice Christmas present. Say, you know, Merry Christmas. Here's a five star review. Literally write that as a review on iTunes. I just want that to be I just want that to be there for people to see later and go, what the hell is this for? I would like to thank Maximilian of Thoughtform Music for our epic theme song building ever so more epically and playing us out. I'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.